0: Welcome to the CFC Jack's Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, Spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Christian Family Chapel. We're so excited that you're here for Q&A. This is your opportunity to send in questions from the sermon this morning. So you will see the phone numbers up on the screen and you can text those in and Doug gets to answer them yeah. for you this morning.
0: Hey, you did a great job. I don't know if you could hear, but we had some funny feedback going on and you stayed focused. Way to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just keep talking. Just keep talking.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Um, questions and answers. Questions and answers. So I love that we stepped out of. Oh. James, this morning I got up, I was like, oh, here we go, and James, like, nope, wait, we're stepping out for today. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I've ever s- stepped out of, or rather, into the Ascension like this, where we focused on it for a day. Sorry, gathering my words there. Yes. Um, but really interesting to take this and highlight these departing gifts of Jesus in a way that I've honestly never really thought about him at this level before.
0: I think... Um without repeating the sermon, I hope what people caught was the uniqueness of the gift of praying in Jesus' name. Um, Was talking about this with my son earlier, uh, the second son, Will, and he was like, yeah, but dad, prayer's a lot more than just asking for, asking for, asking for, I was like, Totally agree. He said it's more like a it's more like a coffee cup than it is a credit card.
1: Oh, interesting. Let's yeah. hear this one. Yeah. Okay. And
0: so he's gone. It's for like cultivating intimacy and time with the Lord and knowing him and praising him. And I was like, home run. I totally agree sure. that uh this is not the only thing prayer is for. But prayer in Jesus' name that we usually just kind of tag at the end because that's, that's, that's so the way you end. That yeah, that's right. In Jesus' name. Now we all know it's <laughs> over, right? And it's awkward when people don't they finish do in Jesus' name. Like, uh, like uh, yeah. And did it really count? <laughs> um, that That's what the feel can be. And, and I think it's 100% that we do pray. We have prayers of praise. We have prayers of adoration. We have prayers of confession. We have prayers of thanksgiving. Uh, We have prayers of surrender. And we spend time uh, speaking to the Lord and listening to the Lord, cultivating intimacy. So yes, prayer can be seen as a coffee cup, not just a credit card. The credit card picture is for what Jesus, I think, introduced like we saw this morning, introducing this mission that he was sending them and us on, we believe in in Jesus, so uh, that prayer would have a a new provision for us in the meeting of the needs we would have to do what he wanted us to do. So, uh, just seeing in that on a new level, really encouraging to me. I kind of always just kind of grouped prayer together and had not really ever seen until this time that this is the first occasion of prayer in Jesus' name, connected to the ascension. So I know you talked about the uh, that the ascension uh, is so much a part of this, and it is, obviously, that it wasn't necessary until he said, because I go to the Father. So things were gonna change, and prayer was the great gift.
1: Mm-hmm. Huge gift, huge yeah. gift. So question here, what about when we pray for things that Jesus did, but nothing happens? Like someone coming to Christ, or someone wanting to go into missions, but it not working out. Yeah,
0: yeah, this this is, uh, I think so much of our theology of prayer, or our questions maybe surrounding prayer, come from unanswered prayer. Sure. And so um, I was, I had to be very intentional this morning that if once I started going down the, the path of unanswered prayer, we might end up missing what the gift of mm-hmm. prayer is. So, what about unanswered prayer? Well, there's a couple things that the scripture says about unanswered prayer. One, uh, Well, it wouldn't be that we didn't ask, because that wouldn't be an unanswered prayer. But sometimes things don't happen because we don't ask. And we think, why didn't I just ask? Other times, we ask for what we believe to be in Jesus' name, and he doesn't do it. Well, remember um, this because he didn't do it yet doesn't mean he's not going to do it. So we we live on a timetable that often is very different from the Lord. So sometimes our endurance in prayer and our patience in prayer is the Lord hasn't done it yet. So when we ask for salvation, when we ask for repentance from sin, when we ask for healing, I don't always know for certain that what the Lord wants to do in those things, but I do believe that they would be for his glory. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I ask, but that doesn't mean that he's going to always do what I ask he says, ask and I will do it. So I thought you just said, ask and I'll do it. And you're saying, no, he won't always do. Because I don't always know what is in the heart and mind of God. I think I know what will please him. I think I know what will glorify him. And so I try to focus my prayers there, mm-hmm. but I don't always know. So we very specifically, for example, ask the Lord for 84 host homes. hmm he gave us 75. Well, the Lord didn't do what he said. No, that's why it wasn't a cop-out. It was a great celebration in my heart and mind to see again that the Lord knew exactly what we needed and gave what we needed, not necessarily what we thought we needed. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes the Lord does not do what we ask him to do because... His ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I don't want it ever to be true, though, that he didn't do it because I didn't ask. So I do ask uh, the four statements I would call to uh, the memory of those who have attended the chapel over the years. We have four statements regarding praying in faith, believe that he can ask that he will, trust what he does, praise him no matter what. So we believe. God is – that's why we started the worship time this morning. Uh, I appreciated Matt really led us through. It. There's nothing that's too hard for our God. Mm-hmm. That He does the impossible. So we ask, believing that he can. Because we believe, we ask. We're not lazy and just believe that, well, God's going to do whatever he wants. We we ask him. But if an ask is an ask, then a no is a legitimate answer. And sometimes we think, no, 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 no. That's not a legitimate ask answer. Uh, I've learned, I bragged on my son Clayton, so sometimes I recognize when it comes to doing a favor, uh, he's never hesitant to ask, and I have to remember, and no is a legitimate answer. <laughs> but we feel badly, oh, man, but he asked, he asked. Yeah, he asked, and no is a legitimate answer. So uh, I have to remember that with the Lord, that we can ask, and, and he may say no, and when he says no, it's not because he couldn't. It's not because he is unkind or is unloving or he's incapable. It's because his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher, higher than my thoughts. He loves me perfectly. His power is infinite. And so his choosing in some way that I often will not understand, in some way his choosing is for his Glory and his purposes, that therefore I praise him no matter what. So I know a long answer to a, a question, but that is the question I think we wrestle most with prayer. What mm-hmm. about unanswered prayer? So it may not be yet, or the Lord may be intending to do something different than what we ask him for, mm-hmm. but I trust him no matter what.
1: And even in that process, whether it's a a no, not yet. Yeah, you know, whatever that response is, if it's not an answer that we we're hoping for, whether it's someone being able to go in the mission field or someone coming mm-hmm. to Christ to healing, yes. but knowing that even when when there is a no, we don't know what He's working behind the scenes. We also don't know how He's going to use that for our growth right. and our trust in Him. It right. h- might hurt. Right. It might. But when we come out on the other end of that, sometimes He gives us a glimpse of. What he was working on, but ultimately we can trust him that it's for his glory and our good. He's growing us into Christ likeness, even in that scenario.
0: And that can be so hard, so incredibly. And, and I and I know you know this. We've had this conversation. Um, we we can get so fixated. Maybe that's too strong, but so focused in on. What we need the Lord to do, what we want mm. the Lord to do in somebody else's life or a circumstance or, or some change, and we're like, "But God, you need to do this." And we,
1: if and, only, yes. Yeah.
0: And, and what we miss is, Lord, what what are you wanting to do in my heart mm-hmm. because of this circumstance or because of this uh, situation or because mm-hmm. of this? person. I tend to focus on how they need to change instead of how the Lord would be wanting to change me because of that circumstance. So that's what I mean, that I think I'm, I'm convicted that I often am prone to pray according to uh, m- what would be convenient and pleasing to me versus what would be transformational and therefore God glorifying in me. But it's easy to get my prayers aligned with convenience and ease in my life.
1: Absolutely. Hmm. I I totally get that. (laughs) Uh, I think we all get that. I think we all get that for sure. A question here. Are there prayers Jesus always says yes to?
0: I do think there are... uh, prayers he always says yes to. I think we need to be careful that though we understand, his yes may not be in our timing. Hmm. So, uh, no temptation has overtaken you, except such as common to man. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will, with the temptation, give you a way of escape. So, if you are being tempted, not if, when you're being tempted and you choose to pray in the midst of that temptation, I do believe he will always give you a way of escape. It may not be a way of escape that immediately takes the feeling of temptation away immediately. It may he may answer that in a various ways, but I believe because he promises that he will always give us a way of escape. That if we ask for victory over temptation in the midst of the temptation, he will always give an answer to that. If we confess our sins and seek his forgiveness, I believe he always says yes to the heart that cries out for forgiveness and cleansing. If we ask him to strengthen us to do what we are commanded to do in the scriptures, then I think he always gives that. We may not feel it. We may still feel weak, but I think he always gives us what we need to do, what he says. So I think he always says yes to those prayers. Mm -hmm. There I'm just kinda scrolling my mind. There may be other ones that I'm not thinking of. Is there something that maybe you would think of? I said Victor Everson. Yes. Yes. When we ask for wisdom, uh, then he promises he gives it generously. If we, if we ask – this was earlier in James – if we ask with a single-minded, you have my yes before I have your mm-hmm. answer, yes, he promises he'll always give us wisdom. It might not always make sense to us. That's the thing. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, and so we don't think it's wisdom. <laughs> but, it is, <laughs> yeah. but it is the wisdom he he gives us. So yes, I think that's good. Anything else come to your mind?
1: Those are the main ones that popped into my mind.
0: Maybe here's another one coming. Um,
1: Specific example where you asked for something in Jesus' name. This was a follow-up to are there prayers Jesus always says yes to? And then follow-ups, are there specific examples where you asked for something in Jesus' name?
0: Oh, where that I've asked for something in Jesus' name?
1: Possibly, just a specific example where you asked for something in Jesus' name. But that might be in response to that first question. Oh, okay. If you ask in Jesus' name, are there specific examples he says yes to?
0: Okay. Uh, th- this is... Um, the. I think the way to think about this is consider the promises of God, and when we ask him to do what he's promised, then I can always be certain of a yes to that request. So uh, I'm gonna ask him to do what he's promised he's gonna do, then he's always going to give that. So uh, when I ask him to meet my needs as I give, um, again, I can't be irresponsible in my spending and irresponsible in hoarding and hoarding in my saving. But if I will live as a good steward, then the promise is he gives seed to sowers, and my, that's 2 Corinthians 9, and according to Philippians 4, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. So, uh, I believe that givers have a promise that their needs will be met, that they, not need, that they need not shrink back from fear in their giving. So it would be another answer, but get the principle. The promise when there's a promise, we can have certainty that there will be a yes to that prayer.
1: I actually had a question come in asking for a glimpse of next week's message about Pentecost. <laughs> you have to wait.
0: <laughs> well, I, I gave—I felt like way too much glimpse of. Next week, the the question was, can you imagine attempting to live the Christian life apart from the gift of prayer and second, the gift of the Holy Spirit? So uh, all that the Holy Spirit is and does for us as believers in us is the preview of next week. And uh, I think we have great appreciation for what Jesus did for us on the cross, Mm -hmm. and rightly so. Sometimes I don't think we have enough appreciation for the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit. So uh, I was born again, trusting in Jesus, knew I was saved, but not living as God had intended me to live because I had not understood because I had not been taught quite frankly about the truth of the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. I had been taught Jesus died for me and therefore I owed him I should live for him because he died for me. And I understand that and I'm glad that I heard about the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. I just never knew about the indwelling life of the person of the Holy Spirit and therefore lived in a lot of defeat and fear and not as life God as God intended us to live it. So that's the preview of next week, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> be, Maybe too much. No, I don't think that was too much at all. But I definitely appreciate um, at the end when you said, what do you need to continue that work? Um, one, providing the examples is helpful to get your mind thinking about those. Right. And then I could definitely identify with them as you were giving those examples and started writing. You said love for people, fresh or heart for people. I was like, ooh, heart and love for people. That's it. <laughs> right. um, but it really is helpful to think about that and self-examine our hearts. So that was really challenging to me, and I'm sure it was to others as well.
0: You've probably noticed this when we do our staff prayer. Um Again, I say every day because it's too confusing to just – we pray together as a staff uh, Monday mornings, Wednesday mornings, Thursday mornings. Most people are in an office on Friday, and we have a staff meeting on Tuesday. So uh, in the mornings, we pray Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. And and we've been doing it for years. And so we can get into a routine of let's start with praise, and and then we move through request. But uh, every once in a while, I'll simply – lead with this. Let's just think about what we have in front of us today and what we need in order to do what we believe the Lord has called us to do today. And it's funny how that that's you, you think, well that's what you're doing when you're when you're praying. But um, it brings a level – maybe you haven't noticed, but I think it brings a level of focus to the to the staff because it becomes very clear, this is what I need. This is what I need. I remember the very first time we did this as a staff, the amount of prayer for wisdom around mm-hmm. the table uh, – in terms of whether it was for conversation, whether it was for teaching, whether it was for counseling, whether it was for decision-making. There was, Lord, I need wisdom here. I need wisdom. But it was very specific to understanding and what prayer was given for. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't long even like this answer. It was just very, <laughs> very specific. Lord, I need wisdom for this. Lord, I need you to open a door for this. Lord, I need insight into the scriptures. Lord, I need an application. Lord, mm-hmm. uh, we need three more people to serve in this way. And it was just very clarifying for what we need to do what Jesus would do. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would make a difference as you think about your day. If you got up tomorrow and said, Lord, if I'm going to do what you would want me to do today, what do I need? And just tell him what you need, specific to that day.
1: It helps you refocus, at least for me when we've had those moments in staff prayer, to really think about, okay, here's what's before my day. And you start to notice those gaps Mm -hmm. You know where there really is... A need there, yeah. Um, it, it's really just brings back to like heart focus mm-hmm. for me in those moments. And it's okay to ask for more than one need, <laughs> it's okay, it's not like yes. oh, I already went before the Lord <laughs> for one need, he won't right. accept three. <laughs> That's not the case, yeah. it's not they were swipe, swipe, yeah. It's not that we're saying, I want this, I want that. It's you've asked me, you've given me this role to do. I need this to get it done, whether that's as a mom, as a wife, at, in my work, or whatever that is. He's given me those roles to yeah. do. He will provide what I need to do those jobs. And it's okay to ask for for those.
0: And I think it it's clarifying because it goes, am I just being busy today, or what right. am I actually doing today that I need the yes. the Lord's help on? So uh, we're going to have about a minute left, and so uh, you'll probably want to get a pencil uh, paper out here. <laughs> The credit card is actually not my card. This is Tracy's credit card. So here's the number you want to write down. Tony will love it. (laughs) Oh, that's right. It's the church card.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. We're really glad uh, you're here and grateful for your questions and hope you have a great afternoon.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.